Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Delora. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm here with you. So it's a beautiful day. Beautiful day indeed. Well, I'm excited. We are going to recap Hustle, a 2022 movie. It's a comedy, dramedy situation. It's an hour and 57 minutes rated R. Quick summary. Stanley's Sugarman's love for basketball is unparalleled, but the travel weary 76ers scout who has higher ambitions of being a coach remains stuck on the road looking for the next unknown talent. His search around the world leads him to Spain when he discovers Bo Cruz, an incredible streetball player with a troubled past. Stanley and Bo connect on and off the court with their passion for the game and as loving family men who want to prove they can win in basketball and in life. With the support of Stanley's wife, Teresa, can the underdogs come out on top? This movie is starring Adam Sattler as Stanley Sugarman, legend, Juancho Gomez, Bo Cruz. Uh, this is his very first acting role he plays for the Utah Jazz currently we have Queen Latifah as Teresa Sugarman legend Jordan Huell as Alex Sugarman she's an up-and-coming actress Ben Frost as Vince Merrick uh, who he always seems to play a villain he also looks very familiar and I forgot he was with Robin Wright for a long time and now he's married to Laura from Orange is the New New Black. You remember that? Yeah, but I remember Ben Foster from back in the day. I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff even when he was younger. When he was a kid. But I'm saying, like, he's that kid star that transitioned to evil and he's stayed in that <laughs> What Wasn't he in, was he an alpha dog? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I, he's a character actor at this point, right? I feel like he's really good at kind of morphing. Was he wearing a ball cap in this movie, though? I could never quite tell. It looked off, though, didn't it? Yeah. 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 (laughs) I was too busy hating him. Anyway, we have (laughs) Robert Duvall as Rex, legend. Jaleel White as Blake, the VP of personnel. That was his title, like, when I was looking at him. Come through, Jaleel. Did I do that? I'm sorry. I had to. Um, we have Maria Bolto as Bo Cruz's mom, Heidi Gardner as Kate, and then Anthony Edwards as Kermit, 
Whew, he was a lot. This movie was directed by Jeremiah Zagger. Other producers, Adam Sandler, LeBron James, Maverick Carter. Ryan Tomatoes gave this movie 91% by the critics, 92% by audience. And Google users gave this film 97%. Ashley, what's your grade for Hustle? All right. So I haven't seen a basketball film that I've loved in a long time. And I really did enjoy this. My favorite of all time is probably still Blue Chips. But this film reminded me that I love the game and I need to get back into NBA basketball because when I tell you I am completely ill-equipped to talk about NBA basketball the way I once was, I didn't even know. When I tell you this is the same, I used to know everybody, everyone, and I'm like, who are these young bucks? Exactly. (laughs) I didn't even know who Anthony Edwards was and he went number one in the draft in 2020. Correct. I felt some type of way um, about myself. So I will be watching game six tonight to reemphasize my love for basketball. Anyway, it was a solid and enjoyable film. Queen Latifah was underutilized, but I still very much enjoyed it. So for that, it gets a B plus. What about you? Yes, I grew up watching basketball, loving basketball, courtesy of my father. What a do dad, Lou. (laughs) he was a college basketball player star like he was a guy on campus so basketball even though I did not enjoy playing it because I did not enjoy sweating (laughs) I have an eye for basketball I can point out good players I love it all and to your point watching this movie and I was like oh I don't know this new generation at all (laughs) I knew I knew Jordan Clarkson. I knew Trey. I knew knew Aaron Gordon. I knew that. That's the last era that I know. I'm like, all these little youngsters. My Mm -hmm. my brother was like, you know, Ja, this. I was like, no. I don't know any of these people anymore. You know, actually, it really, I'm glad I went into this film, watched it the first time. And then I watched it the second time after reading up on it to be like, Oh, all these people <laughs> were in the movie. Obviously, I knew the O-heads. Mm-hmm. I knew about Doc Rivers. I of knew course. about, you know what I mean? We know Dr. J. We know, we know Kenny used to play. Right? Of course. <laughs> yes. Of course. And yes. so, but then I was like, oh, I didn't realize how, because well, I was like, Bo is really good. Like, is he a player? Because typically in these sports films, you'll have an actor pretending to play basketball and what made this film very unique is that everybody well see not my faves though that's why this is about to rank high for me think about he got game yeah think about blue chips those were real athletes portraying these characters Shaq was in blue chips okay Penny Hardaway was in blue chips Ray Allen starred and he got game those are the best basketball movies Ain't nobody yeah. checking for no actors. If nothing else, I thought he was at least a street baller. Yes, legitimately. So shout out to Juan, though. He did a really great job. I really enjoy Adam Sandler. I've watched a lot of his films, both good and bad. And this is definitely one of his good <laughs> ones. And Absolutely. I this movie an A-. minus. I actually grew to appreciate it more in my second time watching it. Because again, the first time I was just trying to figure out what is the story? Where is it going? Where's the comedy? 
when in fact ah, okay serious, See, I, you know? I loved it my first watch and then i was hella distracted my second watch so oh. love y'all yeah. love the movie loved it but it, yeah it's yeah i'm comparing it to other basketball movies too in my mind while i was watching so that may be unfair because it was good it was very good yeah and so with that being said spoiler alert the film opens up with Adam Sandler, Stanley, walking through a long hallway. He's a well-respected NBA scout for the 76ers. He loves the sport, but hates traveling, as I mentioned from the summary. And he's looking for unknown talent. He is in uh, Siberia, where he's hoping to recruit, who I did not know was very famous, a basketball player his name is Boban he asked him if he was 22 years old he was like yep and then the the boy came in talking about that's my son he's 10 and he looks like a cool 15 15 that man like 25 25 <laughs> yes they look 25 and his daddy look 40 like they need to quit playing <laughs> They didn't quit playing. But I'm not going to lie that there were parts throughout the movie that really did tickle me. And this was definitely one of them. <laughs> but Ashley, I had no idea. I'm, I have to say, with my love of basketball and everything like that, I was very ignorant to what scouts actually did. I didn't know how active they were going international trying to find talent. Were you aware of this? I don't think I've thought about it for basketball. I think scout has been scouting has been portrayed more like in baseball films. I feel mm-hmm. like that I've seen in basketball. So I had a better yeah. idea a little bit of seeing that process, but it makes sense because basketball obviously is an international sport that for the NBA recruits the best of the best, no matter where they may be. So it makes sense. But damn, I was like, this has to be exhausting. I mean, that montage of him literally going country to country and just seeing how he's literally only looking for one or two people on a list and eating like shit i was like sir how are you making it (laughs) that was an observation of mine as well he was eating all the big names wendy's pizza hut burger king kfc mickey d's if you travel this much does it make sense to lean towards popular restaurants from your home country it seems like for the level of travel he did which was quick turnarounds Mm -hmm. yes because if he got to spend more time especially at the fact that he is in a prestigious considerably a prestigious field given that sports is such a high earning field one would think that he would eat better because he has the means to I guess is the best way to say it. Yes, because they did make mention of him staying at five stars and, you know, sitting in first class as he should, because goodness gracious. But maybe one of the things they were trying to prove, too, is how normal and every man he's supposed to be, despite yes. whatever mm-hmm. his, you know, accommodations may look like. Right. That's not that's not his thing. Very but true. I'm definitely gonna get me a good chef meal while i'm in some of these countries like you were going to you going to spain and you're not eating some good food you're not eating no tapas what come on on, stanley come on stanley so he lands in berlin and picks up haas nba prospect but he's not really excited about him he finds that you know he has the talent but he doesn't necessarily have the heart 
Stanley makes his way back to Philadelphia, his hometown, and he's in the 76ers conference room discussing Hans. Vince is all for it. Vince being the son of Rex, the owner of the team. Even though Stanley found Hans, he doesn't feel like he has the heart. And so there's this conversation of, do we want to win now or do we want to win in three years because they feel like he needs to be developed? Were you surprised by this level of strategic thinking within a sports organization? No, obviously not, because this is the talk you know, even down to the combine and measurements and all these things. I mean, they're not always seen as people. They're seen as pieces to Assets. a puzzle. Yeah. Pieces to a puzzle that they're trying to fit together because the goal is always to win a championship. So absolutely not. I didn't think it was surprising. I'm sure that it gets way messier and deeper than this in real life. Absolutely. And as I mentioned, there's this pissing contest between Stanley and Vin. I thought it was interesting because we get this view and we see immediately that Rex is not necessarily the peacemaker, but he's the head, you know, the one in charge who ultimately favors Stanley. Yeah, because Stanley didn't get there based on nepotism. But my deal is you're responsible for how you raise your children. Absolutely. But you see his daughter seem like the golden egg. So not sure where the son missed the mark. Ego can get you in trouble. That's Mm. for sure. We see that there's this special relationship between Stanley and Rex and Rex offers him the assistant coach job. Something that he's been pining for all these years and super excited for because guess what? He doesn't have to travel so much. All right, Ashley, we meet his loving family. Queen Latifah, as you mentioned, playing his wife. One of the things that I noticed, though, with his daughter is he's definitely not strict on her. Do you feel like his traveling schedule plays a role on how he parents his daughter? Probably partially that and also partially aren't a lot of dads soft when it comes to their (laughs) relationships with their daughters. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was also interesting because we see that his daughter likes confidence. She doesn't do well in school. And when he asked her about applying to film school, she was like, well, everybody's applying to film school. But it's like, babe, no, it doesn't matter. What do you want to do? I was a little, I was a little saddened by that um, aspect of his apparently only child. I just a product of, everything going on now too with content and social and how easy it is for people to kind of put stuff out there now and everybody's kind of vying to be content creators so I can understand the feeling of like oh this is what everybody's trying to do but you got it girl got it yeah we find out very quickly that Rex has died and I hated that he found it out on the radio that's an excellent point because as soon as he found out, he calls Rex and obviously went to voicemail. But you would think that he would have gotten the call a lot sooner being so close to the family. Yeah, exactly. There was a star-studded funeral. I mean, Fat Joe, Mark Cuban, Dr. J, all present. We hear that Vin will be taking over the day-to-day operations. Has your career ever been impacted by... The changing of the guard. 
That is an excellent question. I can't say that I feel like my career has been impacted directly, but you always notice shifts overall when it comes to changes in leadership within your company. Now, whether or not you have to pivot in some way to meet new expectations or are directly under those people, and so they now you have to kind of lean into or learn their management style, I, I haven't had to directly address in my career yet, but I will say there's always, always a difference when there's a change in leadership. Always, because the new person is trying to make their mark on the organization, right? It's that, and it's also, it's also sometimes people are not fully equipped for the next stage. Mm. That can also cause an issue, and I think that was the case in this situation. I don't absolutely ready for no. this opportunity yet. So, no, that conversation about Hans alone <laughs> showed a lot. And, and granted, he's younger than Stanley, yeah. so obviously yes. Stanley has been in this industry. He's also a former basketball player, yeah. So he also has that experience, and so. Between him and his sister, who seemed more level-headed, who seemed more prepared for the role, it was not him. But I understand as his sister, her wanting to give him this opportunity, but he wasn't ready. Not at all. And to your point, Ashley, he takes over. Stanley had the opportunity to move into his assistant coach job, but Vin called him up shortly after the death of Rex and told him that he needed him back out in the field. And I was worried about that, too. Once I heard he died, I was like, oh, his coaching job is done. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the same thing, too. I dreaded it, actually. And sure enough, he tells Stanley that Hans was a bad choice. He had effed up and that he needed him back out as as a scout. Stanley, trying to plead to his humanity, which apparently did not exist, tried to let him know like he hasn't been home for nine of his daughter's birthdays. Ashley, that would be gut-wrenching. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Because those nine years go by very quickly. I will say this. I don't think he was a bad person. You know, there's a lot of these kind of villainous characters that we'll encounter and you just know flat out they're a bad person. I think he was too motivated by his own ego, his own pride, yes. and wanting to make his mark and impact the legacy of the team, and he was not yet prepared to do so. Had his father not passed away, I don't think he would have been ready for this role for a very, very long time. We hear from Kenny uh, that Vin is doing a lot within the organization now that he's in charge, and he even offered Stanley a job as an agent (laughs) just to make sure that he was safe. But Stanley was so bent on being an assistant coach. He was like, my mind will always be set on that until I reach it. And so, you know, I'm not interested at this time. One of the most impactful quotes, there are several quotes throughout this movie that I thought was very fascinating. When he went back on the road, obviously disappointed, right? He's talking to his wife and he says, guys in their fifties don't have dreams they have nightmares and eczema. I thought that was like, I thought that was pretty deep. <laughs> what did you think about that quote? It was standout for me. J-Lo would disagree. 
<laughs> people yep. in their 50s definitely still have dreams and definitely should still be trying to pursue what it is that they ultimately want to do. And I know that he is. I think he was yes. just so frustrated because it was beyond his control. Yes. And we also will get there, but he had faced some major disappointments throughout his life to where if you fall pretty hard young, you get kind of hesitant mm. as you get older, right? With the, right. the level of dreams and aspirations. Because one does wonder, what if he had dreamed bigger than yeah. he does have the mind to run a franchise based on, based on his portrayal in the film? What are your thoughts on Queen Latifah's and Adam Sattler's chemistry in this movie? What chemistry? They barely touched. I thought there was a sweetness in their interaction. I think there was a sweetness. I think they're supposed to portray a couple who've been together for a long time. Very long time. So they don't need to be <laughs> all over each other. But it's also because I'm watching Queen Latifah and Adam Sandler. I'm like, this was intentional because y'all know ain't nobody trying to watch y'all make out on our television screen. Pretty much. Pretty much. It would feel a bit awkward. Yeah. And we know how obsessed he is with his wife. So... Yeah, I'm sure I mean, the wife felt safe too. Uh, he did a good job when he was on Brooklyn Decker and just go with it. He was just fine. So, mm. oh, I forgot about that one. Oh, yeah. that's one of my favorites. I will watch Just Go With It any day of the week. Really? <laughs> I love that movie. Dates. 51st well, Dates. See, that's in a different category. His Drew Barrymore films, The Wedding Singer, yeah. 51st That's a different category because they have truly great chemistry. Yeah. But I also love Just Go With It. Him and Jennifer Aniston, yes. <laughs> Him and Queen Latifah, no. <laughs> I was happy to see Queen. I love Queen Latifah. I'm and- happy to see them, especially because I guess they've been friends for a very long time. So it's great, mm-hmm. obviously, when you get to work on a project with people you love and admire. It makes probably for a great set. Yeah. But she only, in my opinion, did this as a favor. Because it's like, this is Queen Latifah. She stars in vehicles. Stars. She's the equalizer. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Stanley lands in Spain looking for, again, a potential NBA prospect. And old dude is injured. And he asks, why is he there? I'm like, that's an excellent question. You would think they would cancel before he takes the time to go all the way out there. Um, But the trip was not a complete bust because... He managed to find his way to a street game and he is mesmerized by this 6'9 Spanish player in Timberlands named Bo Cruz. Ashley, Bo dominates this street game. Very impressive. What are your first impressions of this fabulously mysterious player? Oh, he was sexy as hell. Okay. Sexy as hell. It's always one of my favorite things about basketball. I love me some basketball players. I think he, he has to be one of the better looking, taller guys. Because sometimes they frankly look like aliens. Like, <laughs> you know, there's, there's been there's been the, the top tier ones for me. Back in the day, Penny Hardaway was top tier. Grant my Hill was top too. tier. D-Wade is my favorite. First of all, Grant Hill still to this day. Oh, absolutely. But I was obsessed with Penny Hardaway, Kobe Bryant. Tracy McGrady was up there for me. 
Uh, D Wade was my favorite for a very long time. I love me some Jordan Clarkson now. I can't think of anybody else right now. Those those were my my faves. I'm gonna be honest with you too. Michael Jordan was a crush for me for a long time there as well. I wasn't crushing on him. I I did think he was handsome, but I also think you know when you're really good at what you do, you're attractive. So that's the thing. I think (laughs) that's what added to it. No, no. Now, granted, and Michael Jordan in his prime, he was a fine man. I want to be like mine. Being the best at what you do. When I tell you Michael Jordan is probably one of the reasons why basketball is my favorite sport because yeah. Michael Jordan made basketball truly an art form. It was my, a, an event. My grandmother, my grandmother had pictures of Michael Jordan in his different eras on her walls in her house because Michael Jordan was art. Okay? Michael Jordan was art. When they made it to the finals, it was a moment. The the series, girl, we used to have the merch. I, it's hard to talk about Michael Jordan. Big deal with folks who never really got a chance to see him play because I understand that it's just you had to be there. Era to be there, you know. Go look, go look up his footage. It it was a beautiful piece. I could talk all day about Michael Jordan. Point is, Bo was sexy when he first hopped on the screen. Then I was like. I love I love street basketball because it's so pure. It's so it raw. Is. I enjoy that it's really obviously they're playing for money, but it's so about the athleticism also yeah. of the sport. And I thought, like, why hasn't he been doing this sooner? He should have been looking at some street ballers sooner. You would think. You would think, but you know, we'll talk a little bit more about it. But there are some liabilities, right? But yeah. Growing up watching Michael Jordan was a treat, and watching that freaking thirty for thirty was everything as well. So the last dance, yes, ma'am. Stanley is mesmerized, and he follows this man home. And Stanley's first impressions to freaking uh, Bo was not a good look. At all. <laughs> it was so he was so excited, <laughs> and he didn't take the time to actually say that he's an NBA scout. So it just seemed like he was some crazed fan following him home. He had to prove that, you know, he was legit and he called up Dirk. But you know, one thing I also loved about this depiction of Spain was the diversity. Think about how many depictions of Spain you've seen in like American film or anything like that, where like you color black people, all of that. I was like, oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that y'all didn't whitewash Spain. Listen. And it is basketball too, right? So even on the bus. Oh, that's true. Very true. Stanley was welcomed into his home by his mom. He apparently lives with his mom and his daughter. She gives the story of how he became really great at basketball after his father left and was on his way to America to play basketball at a basketball camp when his daughter was on the way. Stanley is super excited about Bo that he hasn't played with Spain national team members and he's trying to convince Vin to bring him home. Vin had some major reservations about Bo because he has not played organized basketball in eight years. Was Vin right to have his reservations after he forced Stanley back into scouting because he was indispensable? Like, no, no. This is why he shit at his job. Put him out here 
to do the job. You said he was indispensable yeah. as a scout, irreplaceable, invaluable, all those things. Your dad trusted him, trusted his instincts. This is why you're shit at your job. He should have at least allowed him to bring him to the U.S., watch him play, give him a real chance, give him a real tryout, and go from there. I agree. I agree. I'm like, you don't hire the best. I mean, he had so many years of experience that it's like, why would you even doubt him? Exactly. You said yourself he was irreplaceable out in the field. Why would you not trust his expertise? It made no sense and it frustrated me. And it just made me realize, yeah, you definitely were nowhere near ready for this responsibility. Absolutely. Well, Stanley trusting his gut and going rogue brings Bo to the United States. There's some issues at Homeland Security because there's an assault charge from five years ago. When Stanley asked the lawyer to keep it under wraps, he's like, anything for a championship? How much stuff is buried? (laughs) <laughs> for the sake of championships. Probably a lot. <laughs> Probably a lot. Are we going to forget Bruno Mars cocaine charge in Vegas back in the day when he was on the rise? I definitely have forgotten about it if I ever even knew. I can't remember if I ever even knew. I think that was the first example that came to mind where so I was Laura, like, what's a little cocaine though? <laughs> Who doesn't do <laughs> cocaine, Ashley? <laughs> what's a little bit of the white powder, you know? party drug he'll be all right you've seen his energy on stage exactly he needed a little pick me up one night he'll be all right that story came and went you didn't hear anything else and then it's like bruno mars superstar because hollywood knows better we gonna be talking about people with cocaine charges like every almost everybody in hollywood probably gonna have a story out about them like it's cocaine it's not like he over there shooting up meth not to rate drugs, but there's there's, there's, <laughs> there's a, there's a rank. There's a rank. Yeah, yeah, there's a rank. <laughs> Let me clarify. I've never done cocaine. Thank you. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> I have never like, done cocaine. Well, just because in case people are listening to this, they're like, oh, she must sniff a little powder on occasion. I do no, not. No, no. We're both dare children and we kind of kept it <laughs> true to form. But I've never done cocaine. Okay. <laughs> Again, ranks. Uh, Bo made it to the tryouts <laughs> and there he meets his nemesis Kermit for the first time. We see that Kermit is already a shoo-in, but he's just showing up. I don't know to show his ego or something because he's currently being touted as number two. He wants to and he be wants number to be one. number one. Yeah. Ego. Uh, <laughs> he's the biggest shit talker, Ashley. And he gets in Bo's head. In he's a, a young major, Michael Jordan with that. He's a young yo, Michael Jordan. Yo, in a major, major way. Then said to Stanley that he had to pick up the tab because, you know, it's a no for him. And had the nerve to go as far as to say, sorry, you're going to miss another one of your daughter's birthday. Bitch. <laughs> exactly. When he called him a smugged, born on third fucking bitch, (laughs) that was, I actually felt good about that. I was like, at least you got it out, sir. Unload the clip. I wish he had gone further. I wish he had gone further. Your daddy didn't love you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It was not was 
his son. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh and my your sister likes me better too. Okay? Whole family. Fuck you. Fuck you. That was so unnecessary. He was a childish man. He was so ruled by ego, by, I don't even know what, what else to say. Like, he was, I think he was so insecure, too, in his position that it made him inflexible in his decision making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, Stanley quits. Do you think this was a wise decision? Yes. Yes, he was I... cash. He was castrating him. He was never going to let him do and be what he needed to be. So what's the point of sitting around being miserable, traveling all these years, and, and at this point where you're ready for more, you finally have more, just to go back on the road? No, I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's very, very true. Well, Ashley, there's hope because... The combine is in six weeks and Stanley is convinced that he can train Bo to be in the place that he needs to be to perform since he's not going to be with the 76ers, right? Bo was pretty defeated that he wanted to go home and Stanley asked him, he was like, so you mess up one time and you want to go home? He said, obsession is going to beat talent every time. Another quote that stood out to me, Ashley. Yo, that was a good one. Yeah. He was like, if you are out on that court, you need to believe I am the best guy out here. And I don't care. LeBron James is here too. Never back down. I'll kind of go into what I really enjoyed about this movie. This movie, obviously named Hustle, right? Talks a lot about maintaining motivation being clear on your purpose and that at the end of the day it's you versus you and so these quotes with the never back down and and obsession beating talent every time and giving examples of waking up at 4 a.m for practice because kobe did it kobe practiced before practice are the elements that i really enjoyed about this film ashley wasn't kobe so obsessed he did like intermittent thing or something like that like he was he focused. Was a, he was a beast. Kobe was the last of like the beast mentality to me. Yeah. I think I think uh Steph is there. Anthony Edwards practiced with the Golden State Warriors and he was going back and forth and he couldn't he couldn't do it. And the coach was like, I need for you to go crazy because Steph and Durant went crazy in practice. So I need for you to go crazy in practice. And he was like, that was a wake up call for him. And I was like, very impressed by that. Mind you, he still was number one pick 2020. But I think, and this is going to sound terrible, but I think this generation of the Stephs and Kevins and all them, they don't seem to be as tough as what I remember those yeah. for me being. To a certain Basketball extent. has been crazy. And we grew up in it when it started to get a little bit more commercial. Because let's not forget, the 70s was like the the 70s and the 80s were the Wild Wild West. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the basketball. And, Elbows were thrown. And you know. Absolutely. I mean, you were an enemy when you were on the court with certain people. Even if y'all was yes. friends off the court. Once you step on the court, you're my enemy. And I'm not saying that there's not a nice, you know, camaraderie that I think is there amongst 
the generation that I'm talking about. But it, I definitely noticed such a shift. And yes, I think it's great for them to be smarter in terms of their careers and have more power and autonomy and not allowing these uh, GMs and these uh, coaches and all them to rule and run their lives yeah. and their careers. Yeah. They're still like Scotty Pippen career. Yeah, correct? there's still a different level of mental toughness that I think some people have that I can't say that I feel like I've seen a lot in others. Maybe again, it's access. Maybe we just have more access to them. Yeah. So there's a difference with that, but because yeah, I don't think Michael Jordan or Kobe would be likable if we knew them, like outside of their talent. Well, I, I actually used to think that about Kobe, but I actually prior to Kobe passing away, really did start to like him as a person. Now, yeah. I think that Kobe started in the league so young, and I think he had to go through a lot and had to grow a lot, and there was yeah. a level of maturity that he got to in his, obviously, older age. Because let's not right. forget, too, a lot of these athletes are very young very when they're on these huge stages, right? They're still yeah. going through life and maturity. I think, again, there was just a di- little bit of a different switch that some of them are able to, to tap into than others. I'm not saying Steph doesn't have it. I'm just saying I've never seen it. <laughs> so. At this rate, Stanley and his wife are paying for Bo's stay, which we already knew, but Teresa being a resourceful woman had Stanley bringing in food. And one of the running jokes that I thought was funny was his love of Pringles and porn, Ashley. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, okay, like Am- your face. Okay, Amber Heard. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. And again, sorry, the- is it too soon? I'm sorry. Oh, girl, girl. Why? Why did her publicist let her sit down with Savannah? I could have told you it was too soon. I could have told you it was too soon. It's just awkward. Because I don't believe a word she says. Not at all. Not at all. And Savannah didn't go light on her either, which was hilarious. I'm sorry. All right. With the, with the hustle and all these great montages, of course, there's elements of Rocky. I really enjoyed how Stanley incorporated his daughter since she loves film and recording. He had her film practices so they could go over elements of his training that they had to improve but her interactions with Bo Ashley if you were her age would you have been able to say anything to him no I would have I would have just stared at him I don't think I would have been able to articulate I still get tongue-tied around a beautiful man I'm not gonna (laughs) lie the fact that she saw the little chicky tattoo had me dying like she was paying attention as we all were as we all were we find out that his one sleeve arms okay his one sleeve and his chest all represented elements of his mother and his daughter his life and the arm which was completely bare represented his father which we found out left him and he had no relationship with him One of the other things I wanted to talk about, too, is, again, Stanley telling Bo, it's you versus you. And I mentioned here, it reminded me of the J-Lo doc as well, because what she talked about was, she's like, I have to get better. I got to work harder. I got to, you know, last longer and things like that. And again, with the motivation piece, 
in the montage, he slows down and he almost stops. And his daughter asked him, what are you going to tell him? And he was like, nothing. He has to tell it to himself. And I was like, whew, is that a message? It's like, you really do have to be very aware of self-talk, thoughts, mentality, so you can keep going. Hmm. Preach. <laughs> there were definitely some good gems. This is why when we did our end conversation with Eureka, I asked yes. about the preparation that athletes go through mentally yes. that helps you throughout life. Like there are so many life lessons and that mental fortitude that comes with sports. So Absolutely. Stanley definitely has some great gems because you go through life alone, period. Period. And you end it alone. It's like you come into this world by yourself unless you're a twin uh, <laughs> or multiples. <laughs> but, you know, you're on your own after that. And life is very, it, life is not for the faint of heart. God sent his strongest <laughs> to come walk this earth. I'll tell you what. So what did you think about the relationship that was building in these six weeks during the, the prime hustle time between Stanley and Bo? I love that in this film, Stanley never wavered in his consistency to show up for Bo. Even when mm. he made missteps along the journey, he never stopped being there. He never stopped pushing. He never stopped trying. He never gave up. And his intentions were always pure. Again, when I was kind of comparing this to other, you know, basketball movies I love, one of the things that I love about this that didn't happen in Blue Chips was Stanley stayed above board, right? Like mm. Stanley never did anything underhanded to try to give Bo the edge or anything like that. He always did, you know, he, st he stayed on the up and up. He just believed yeah. in him. He knew his talent would transcend any obstacles that he Absolutely. Missed. And I don't think this, and Bo's never had a man in his life who supported him in this way. And I was a beautiful relationship to see grow and build over the course of the movie. Absolutely. When I was getting ready for this podcast, I realized this is our Father's Day episode. And there was definitely a father-son element to this story. And we'll definitely talk a little bit more about that later. Happy Father's uh, Day to all the great dads out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. We love you all so, so much. And shout out to my husband right now who is putting our baby to sleep. <laughs> Washed her hair. <laughs> Aww. put her little bonnet on read her stories these are the things that she is going to treasure when she is an adult absolutely Stanley is ready for this combine he reaches out to his friend I keep calling him Kenny his name is Leon in the movie <laughs> <laughs> we know who you mean <laughs> uh, and asking him like hey you know, did, did we get Bo into the combine? And he was like, no, nah, man, Vince is out here doing a smear campaign on Bo. I didn't think there was a, a low that Vince could go. Like, this is low. This was unnecessary. That's Ashley. why I said he's not a bad person, but he let the circumstances and his ego make him do some bullshit like you, because you want to be right, because you got a chance to see a little bit of, of his potential, and you know that they're not going to give up. Mm -hmm. You're trying to stop Stanley and you're yes. playing with the livelihood of Bo. You don't yeah. even know this young man. 
Exactly. Just because you want to be right. It's disgusting. It's gross. It's gross. But we have our big revelation. And uh, what is up with our protagonist withholding the truth? Seriously. I'm surprised that Teresa didn't kick him out of the house. Him not telling her that he they were footing the bill this whole time and he quit his job. Like, sir, sir. And then Bo is furious. Bo was ready to put his hands on Stanley. If it wasn't for Ice, he was able to simmer down. And we got a lot of revelations even in this interaction. We find out that Stanley had a promising basketball career in college, um, but bad decisions led to him damaging his hand and his teammates shot at an NCAA tournament. And we find out that aggravated assault was due to Bo's baby mama boyfriend trying to insert himself in their custody battle. <laughs> the audacity for me. The and against. Girl, you got to be careful who you have children. <laughs> you ain't never lied. After Vince made this appearance, Stanley had no connections in the freaking industry. And he was at his wits and... That was very frustrating because yeah. you're telling me for all the years, it's that whole saying of you can build a reputation for 20 years and it only takes one moment for it to, one mistake for it to just completely be obliterated. Like yeah, all the Will good Smith. deal that yeah. he has accrued throughout his career and you telling me just this one thing makes y'all not even want to have a real conversation with him or give him an opportunity. Like that was exactly. super frustrating. Well, I'm reminded of Erica Jane, the real housewife of Beverly Hills, <laughs> disgruntled housewife. She said, you know who your real friends are when you get old and broke. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, whoo, okay, okay. Well, this part of the movie I really did enjoy. His daughter had the bright idea of setting up a viral campaign, just like Dr. J um video that they talked about earlier in the film how important is the court of public opinion ashley very when you're in a public career field mm. and i appreciated this because i had this thought when everything was happening i said oh all you got to do is sway the general public because he's so unknown he has not built a big reputation and his talent is going to speak for itself absolutely people love viral content people love challenges people love all that stuff i had the same thought that's when the power of the internet is to your benefit that's when it's a great thing to be living in this era of playing your image and reclaim your identity through social media absolutely and it's amazing seeing dr j like this man is 70 years old you're looking great looks amazing and he out here putting on an act talking about we call him boa because he squeezes the life out of his prey like sir (laughs) sir ashley what's your favorite basketball player nickname oh my goodness i don't know i'll help you give me some i was about to say i don't know if i know enough to you know besides black mamba for kobe black mamba king james oh yeah chef Splash Brothers, that's a group of them. Big Ben, shout out to the Pistons. 
Mr. Big Shot. Again, Pistons again. Phillips. Well, it was Michael Air Jordan, technically. That was technically. kind of his nickname. I don't know, probably Black Mamba. I mean, let me not get on here and act like I was a fan of Kobe during his playing days. I was never a Lakers fan. I will never be a Lakers fan. I was I absolutely LeBron. a Lakers fan. I, I was love LeBron. absolutely a Lakers fan. You never. were never a... Never in my life. Never will be. Holy smokes. Never will be. But I love you, LeBron. But the point is, probably Black Mamba, just because it, it's just kind of the most unique, I guess. I'm only asking because Stanley was really trying hard because it was cruise missile. <laughs> yeah, was that no, was a bro. no. That was a no. <laughs> and then the whole Boa thing had me cracking up. Um, again, we got a chance to do, we got a chance to see street ball again, which was so much fun. And there were so many cameos actually in this movie. I mean, I won't even be able to really list them all, but no, they're there at the end of the film. If you want to watch there at all the end credits are the cameos and the people who are in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of my favorite quotes during this, the street games though, she was like, if you're not here, you ain't nowhere. I'm like, <laughs> Yes, sis. Yes. <laughs> this social media campaign worked, Ashley. He got into the combine. Uh, this was such a wonderful moment. But guess what? The work is not done. Uh, Stanley was very clear to Bo that they not only look at your talent, but they look at intangibles as well. Cameras are everywhere. In preparation for this recap, Anthony Edwards in an interview said that the combine in this movie was very real <laughs> and he w- and there were all types of real life coaches and recruiters in the audience watching on like the who's who of basketball was really integrated throughout this entire film Ashley. What really brought a small tear to my eye this part of the film is the fact that he was out here wearing number 22 Ashley. Which is Stanley's basketball number. Like his adopted deity. Loved it, loved it, loved it. But even though they had worked on it during their hustle montage, the level of shit talking that Kermit did was real low. I I mean, I didn't think it could go that low. I struggled with Kermit throughout this film because it's you're going to be hard-pressed to find me actively rooting as a Black man. And he has, in this film, obviously worked to the point where he is going to be the number two at least draft pick in the NBA, right? So he's very good at what he does. And so you do have this new person coming in, coming for his spot. So I get it. But did I think he went too far when he's waving at this man's child? Yes. I'm her new daddy. But Anthony acted his ass off. Yes, he did. Fun fact also, he and Juan are friends. They played on the same team for, I think, at least a year because Juan has moved around during his time in the NBA. Right now he's with the Utah Jazz, but he's the one that told Anthony about the role. So, of course, he never thought in a million years he would be an actor. He was like, the only reason why I tried out for it was because of the pandemic. (laughs) He was like my sister, who is a famous athlete, as well as his brother, all from Spain, but they're all professional athletes. Very tall, too. He was like, his sister told him, we're going to do a tape and we're going to submit it. And 
he got the role. He's like, I don't know how, because I felt like I was horrible. He worked with an acting coach. He and Anthony worked with the same acting coach because he got him on the film and was like, here, use my you know, resources. So they're genuinely friends in real life. So I thought that was fun to find out because, woo, Anthony said that they're not this disrespectful in real life, but the trash talk does happen. <laughs> Probably not now. Do I think that this would have happened back in the day? Yes, I do. Yeah, today, no. Back in the day, I don't think anything was off limits. Mm-hmm. I don't think so at all. Bo blows it. He loses his temper. He didn't punch Anthony, but very, very close to. He's getting ready to pack it up. Um, one of the things that I didn't mention was Stanley brought in uh, Bo's mother and daughter because he needed that moral support, which was truly beautiful and touching. There's two things about this scene that I thought was interesting. Stanley's like, oh my goodness, he's now going to be considered a violent kid from a violent city. And uh, Leon brought a run on test and I started cracking up. I'm like, you know how many players have such bad reputations? (laughs) Like, in some ways, could be a bad boy. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's hard when you don't already have the engine behind you. You don't already have the recognition and the folks are rooting for you the only person who was rooting for him at this point still was stanley absolutely so he was gay he was needing the time for people to like him first for his talent before they could excuse the behavior yeah in their preparation of going home Bo has a conversation with his mom where she refers to stanley as his oak tree she urges him not to throw him away because he has been consistent the way that Bo has been consistent for his family which i thought was beautiful All right, so we are at the finale where on the way to the airport, Bo finds out that Stanley was supporting him this whole entire time. My question is, he didn't realize that Stanley was available, like highly available to him this whole entire time. (laughs) Like, you know, he was focused on getting to the combine. A very last minute hush-hush tryouts at a, a high school where all the scouts and owners are going to be there he got invited to thanks to Stanley's friend Leon speaking of quotes when they got there Bo was very nervous because of his performance at the combine and Stanley was like what did they say they can't kill you if you're dead (laughs) (laughs) at the end of the day it's a happy ending The sister takes over the 76ers because Ben messed it up. Bo was able to conquer his nemesis Kermit and perform very well. He ends up with the Celtics and Stanley ends up as an assistant coach before the 76ers. And Doc freaking Rivers. Okay. Exactly. The part that had me in tears was that oak tree tattoo that says never back down on the part that represents his father's side. So Ashley, what are your final thoughts on hustle? I love that Stanley Steele said, you may be my son and I'm rooting for you, but let me go ahead and give some information to my (laughs) player about what to look out for. Cause at the end of the day, this is still a game and we still want to (laughs) win. Exactly. (laughs) I love that. Again, my overall thoughts, Highly, highly enjoyed this film. Reminded me of why I love 
basketball so much. Adam Sandler was absolutely at his best in this showcase of his talents. All the basketball players really impressed me with their acting skills, given absolutely. that a lot of them have never acted in a uh, film before. And I think, you know, this is going to go up in my in my list, in my list of top basketball movies, which is impressive at this stage in my life. So, I agree. I agree. And really quick, what are your favorite basketball movies? Blue Chips is number one. He Got Game is still very much up there. Hustle has now made its way onto my list. And Coach Carter is still super high on my list. Yeah. So For me... Coach Carter, I love Just Right. Shout out Queen Latifah. See, I don't Granted, think that is a basketball film. I'm so it sorry. is. It I know. Is. I know. I remember Tom and Paula Patton. I just don't think about it as a basketball. Oh, Space Jam, the original Space Jam. Yes, that's on my it's list up, too. Sorry, it's up there for me. Like Mike, Little Bow Wow. Oh, that's cute. Just, Honorable yeah. mention. Yes, yes. And um, I really did enjoy Uncle Drew. Like it wasn't it like Uncle Drew. It's not in my top, but I like it's it. It's not in my top, but it was entertaining and everybody did a really good job. And I think this was like the last movie before this one that had a whole bunch of whole bunch of superstars in that movie. Um, both male and female, because Le- Lisa Leslie was there. She was shouted out here because you know, Bo Cruz was if Scotty Pippen and a wolf had a baby raised by <laughs> Leslie. Oh, I guess I should say love and basketball. I know you don't like love and basketball. Girl, but love and basketball, started. if we're going to say, which it is a basketball movie. It is. It's a love story yeah. that I think of as just top tier basketball movies. But then it obviously is in my top five as well. So, And I want honorable mention the air up there i remember that movie which is kind of like a scouting movie in some ways too um found the player from africa brought him to the united states and then eddie with whoopi gobert and mm. that's a that's a callback i love that oh white man can't jump is a basketball. it is there's, there's gonna be too many to talk about i guess here's my general criteria for my favorite Okay. I need a heavy dose of authentic basketball play in the film mm-hmm. for me to really mm-hmm. want to consider it a basketball movie. I need to see some overcoming of some struggle and some hardship. And yes. I need to be inspired. The yes. best sports movies should be inspiring. Yes. Coach Carter still has one of my favorite quotes. Ever. Which one? It was the one about our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is yeah, our light. that's a famous quote. Yes, yeah. it is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. And on and on. You know that who was one wrote of my that? Uh, everybody quotes Nelson Mandela. And it was also an Aquila and the Bee. But the lady who ran for president was the one who wrote it. It's um, Marianne Williamson. Yep, yep. Yes, But I, that's one of my favorite quotes. And it was in that. And it was such a pivotal moment in the film. So. What was pivotal for me was how I knew Channing Tatum was going to be a star because he was in that movie fine AF and didn't have a single word to say. I didn't know he was going to be a star, but I said, that's a fine white boy right there. (laughs) My sister and I joke about that all the time because we pointed him out and we're like, and then he became step up. Okay. So (laughs) 
my final thoughts are this. Really enjoyed this movie. Truly inspired by it. Love some of the quotes. At the end of the day, it is you versus you every time. So a few fun facts about the film that I wanted to highlight really quick. Um, this is the technical side. Apparently it took them four to five days to shoot. The entire movie? The the basketball scenes. Oh, okay. And they started off with Stanley vision of the game. And then they did all the editorial shots after. And it was so funny because Juan mentioned Juancho, but he does go by Juan, that he was like, it was harder to play basketball in this movie than it was in real life because we had to play the games over and over again. Mm-hmm. So very impressed. I, I think Adam Sandler's in his dramedy bag because, you know, after Uncut Jams. <laughs> I haven't watched that yet. I still haven't either. But he was he put a lot of work in that. And so I think he might be able to do something with this movie if, you know, I, I, it's definitely one of his better movies because he's also had a lot of bad ones. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's arguably his best in the vein of non-comedy. I mean, yes, you have correct. Adam Sandler classics, comedy classics that will always be up there. Waterboy. Yeah. Um, you know yeah all of those of that era but now in his later years this definitely stands out to me as his number one film he's made since the heyday of his career and that's just my personal opinion i would agree i would agree well thank you ashley thank you if there's nothing else time for hidden gems all right so i gotta give an update from last week's hidden gems which is made for love my hidden gem from hbo max has been canceled after two seasons so I, it, yeah, I did see that. Okay. Yeah. So these two seasons available are wrapped for the entire series. I still encourage you guys to check it out again. It was still a very original concept to me, but it will be two and done. All right. So my three hidden gems for this week. First one, I'm sure you've heard about it because we talked about it even in our hot topics headline section, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Disney plus this series Delora has managed to do what no other Star Wars project has done before. It made me curious enough to go back and finally watch the first Star Wars <laughs> film from 1977. A wow. new hope. I just felt like I need to get a better understanding. Rough? It wasn't actually. Shockingly, I really enjoyed it. Did I did my attention span wane? Yes. But that's just me in general these days. You'd be hard pressed to find me really being able to sit like really sit through two hours without feeling it. So it it was an amazing feat though to this project that it made me curious because I've been criticized being a movie lover. I've been criticized for so long for never watching the original Star Wars films, right? So yeah, I ended up popping my cherry about five years ago not with that. Cherry. I cannot. <laughs> but I, I held off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have to give credit to this series. I think the series is so good. And it was sheer curiosity because I just want to start tying these events and timelines together. I know Star Wars heads may not agree with me, but I love it. And episodes one through five are out currently. I just watched episode five uh, before the podcast. Episode six will be the final. And I'm ready because now I kind of feel like I know how things are going to go because I've watched A New Hope, which is after the of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So anyway, my second hidden gem is Miss Marvel on Disney Plus. I am loving this series. The first episode hooked me so quick. I love the visual. 
or not left, but there's only one anyway, right? There's two episodes available now. Now it drops on Wednesday. Now. Yes. Okay. I love the visual storytelling being done through the movement of artwork and signage throughout the show. And I'm loving Kamala Khan, first Muslim lead character in the Marvel Universe. I cannot wait to see what this series has to offer. And then my third and final, Delora and I have sprinkled it in a little bit throughout this recap, but it's halftime on Netflix. J-Lo's documentary about highlighting her journey from her Super Bowl performance and the presidential inauguration in 2020. I had a different hidden gem previously, but I had to put this on, first of all, because it was really good. But second, because Delora, last week I was tripping. When we were talking about the MTV Movie and Film Awards, I was like, is this J-Lo's first acting award? No. I totally forgot about the acclaim she received for Hustlers. What was I thinking? Yeah, but she didn't get any of like the big three. She didn't get the big three, but she still received awards. some critics awards. Yeah. She still yeah. was a front runner for the Glows. People thought she was going to get it. And I have to right. say, now after watching, having watched A Marriage Story, in which Laura Dern won Best Supporting Actress over her at the Golden Globe, J-Lo was robbed. J-Lo was yeah. robbed. Was Laura Dern being Laura Dern? Yes. And she was a lawyer. Like, it was not. J-Lo worked her ass off for yeah, husbands. She did. You saw a side to J-Lo in multiple ways that you've not seen her do in another film. And so I, there's a lot I could say. I don't want to get into it for today because we're we've already like the fact time. that A-Rod was nowhere. To be found. Well, not even that about in the documentary. I was going to talk about why Laura Dern won that award over JLo, but I don't want to um, get into all that yeah. today because yeah. we're running, uh, you know, short on time. But yeah, they definitely cut that so that they ride with barely a blip. Anyway, enjoyed the doc so much. I saw size Jennifer I haven't seen before, and I appreciated it, and I appreciate her more for having seen it. So Laura and I may get back to this at some point to recap or just talk in depth, but I just wanted to put it on there because again, I had to correct myself from last week when I was mentioning her not receiving her acting accolades. So Delora, that's all I got for Hidden Gems this week. What about you, girl? All right. So I have three this week. So the first is a brand new series on Netflix called First Kill. Uh, if you know anything about Ashley and I, we love a good supernatural moment we grew up in the age of twilight i don't know if if it's just literally injected in our brains to watch any vampire with yes. what have you show but i'm so I, glad you have this as a hidden gem by the way because i put this on a do not watch list because i read a horrible review about it so you it's make not it, a hidden well, gem has renewed my interest okay ashley here's the deal here's the deal <laughs> did you hate watch it it is not phenomenal by any stretch of the imagination the chemistry is questionable the, the acting white girl looks really young yeah the acting is questionable but i watch these type of shows for like easy watch type of deal like i like to watch charm for example i don't expect much from it the charm reboot. had some really oh okay i was gonna say the original has some really good episodes <laughs> the reboot I also watched The Order on Netflix, which yeah. talks about it's it's not nothing to write home about. But if you want to watch something, see the story. I was fascinated about this particular vampire lore, you know, 
a little bit of a spoiler. They're day walkers, you know what I mean? But there's other elements to them that's a little bit different from other vampire movies that I've seen in the past. Um, we, we meet this Black family of monster hunters. And I just mainly was intrigued on how we're going to navigate, essentially, the monster falling in love with the monster hunter. You never hear about Van Helsing falling in love with a, a, a witch or a vampire chick. <laughs> I think they made the right decision in making the Black family the hunters and not the hunted. Because I Correct. would watch that period very true but it was I literally watched it in like a weekend and that was mainly Friday and a little bit of Saturday I just thought it's worth catching up on you know what I mean okay again you renewed my interest again when I watched the trailer I thought this little white girl looks too young for me to want to watch her in a love story because it starts I know and I can't say I'm like completely convinced about their love by any means but it really had me wondering what was going to happen next okay my second hidden gem would be a comedy it's available on hbo max it's called starstruck and this is like a rom-com which i really love and a british show which i love british humor i.e fleabag i.e crashing only has one season available on netflix Quick watch is like episodes are like 22 minutes long. But with Starstruck, it's about this goofy millennial who is very sex positive in terms of how she lives her life, falls in love with a movie star. She accidentally sleeps with him on New Year's Day. (laughs) And they are intertwined in each other's lives. And you wonder throughout the seasons, because there's two seasons now. And they just recently got picked up for a third, whether or not they're going to be together or not. Hmm. What did you say this is on? HBO Max. Again, two seasons. I think there's literally seven episodes per season. Like, quick watch. I'm sold. She's a little annoying to me in the second season. But it's that typical, like... Like I mentioned Fleabag, uh, it's worth mentioning Insecure, the millennial trying to get her life together. So it's a lot of odd jobs and making mistakes, (laughs) things like that. She falls for a movie star who you wonder, what does he see in her? She's the lovable F up. I guess that's the trope they're going for. You know what I mean? And my final hidden gem is not hidden at all. It's Red Table Talk. And I specifically would like to highlight the one featuring Queen Latifah. This one was a lot of fun because obviously Queen Latifah is promoting um, the Equalizer as well as this film, as well as her initiative when it comes to obesity. But I really love the throwback stories that she has with Jada because they've been friends for a very long time before any of them were famous. They knew each other in Baltimore. And I thought, that's like super cool. And of course, I love Queen Latifah. My sister grew up, that's her favorite, favorite person. And we just love Queen. We just love Queen. So that's all I have today. Very nice. We hope you guys enjoy our hidden gem section. Give us some good stuff that you guys have watched or seen too. We would love to hear and see what else is going on out here for us to consume and possibly recap. 
So absolutely. So Laura, as always, it's been a pleasure, my friends. Yes, 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 Ashley. I love you, girl. I appreciate you. And we're going to be going to Essence Fest. Girl, we sure are. My first time in NOLA, but I'm going with a pro because Laura said it's her favorite. It's one of my favorite American cities. Yes. So um, excited. Yeah, it's a little gritty, but so much history and the food is so good. Oh, but I've God. never been to Essence Fest, so I'm super excited about that. Absolutely. We cannot wait to see this Black excellence. It's going to be everything. Everything. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.